0: Yeah. i'm excited for basketball because there's new teams that i haven't won
1: in a while any anyway. back by popular demand yanko yep this is a good tune actually i like it it was actually requested
0: by one of the listeners Honestly, I hadn't brought it back, I didn't, but after some massive research digging and time, which obviously we have had, I found it, I found it.
1: Good tune, Yanko. Good tune, my friend.
0: Nice to see you, Josh.
1: What's cracking, bro?
0: Everything. Everything. I've been working out as of late, and take this to note, if you don't know this already, as you get older... Your recovery is slower, your movements are slower, and everything starts cracking. I'm an old man. I am, I am. And to be honest, I don't feel old. And this is the cliche thing about life, right? You don't feel old inside, outside. I look old. I've got crow's feet. Like if they like scratch at the edge of my eyes. I've got like I said, muscle recovery down the drain. And it's unfortunate because it's not until I got older that I really started t- paying more attention to myself. But this isn't a podcast about the weariness of my body. This is about sports. And let's talk sports in general. Let's talk sports. I know we really base ourselves on the NFL, but there's been a lot going on in the offseason of the NFL. Now, I'm going to touch a little bit because I do think it, it deserves a little bit of attention. And that's the Olympics. All right. I'm not sure if everyone watches the Olympics. I'm not sure if everyone's into the Olympics, but I'll catch it. I'll, I'll turn it on, right? You've got gymnastics, you've got baseball, you've got uh, basketball, you've got track and field, and there's always feel-good stories and there's always things to look forward to. As a matter of fact, uh, one takes, at least I do, into consideration the people who I might not know them and never meet them. But when there's like a hometown person, you kind of feel like a, like a very, very low home feel to it. Like, oh, that's cool. This person's from the area that I know or that I grew up in or whatnot. So there is a girl named, running track, her name is Shakari Richardson, I think, or Shakari Richards. Awesome, great personality. Great to see her finish in uh, record time. If you read up on her story, it's real inspirational, real cool. She's from the uh, West Dallas area. So that's mm. that's that's pretty cool. But, hey, the Olympics isn't the best thing going on yet, at least me for me personally.
1: There's a lot of sports, bro.
0: Like, I started off when we, you know, kind of chit-chatting basketball. It looks like the Suns may be able to take it today. Interesting note, the Suns haven't been to the playoffs to this degree since Sir Charles Barkley. Right. And, the, uh, and remember,
1: they had all those years with Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. They, they can never get over the hump over the Lakers. The uh,
0: Lakers and Spurs.
1: Yeah. Right. It was um. It's 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 been uh. It's been interesting. I I think, I mean, obviously since then we're still in the pandemic, but I think uh, uh everything's kind of having some sense of normalcy at least in sports. But it, it's been packed. A summer packed full of sports. Uh, soccer. You. I think we've already realized this or already mentioned this. But <clears throat> I'm a fan of soccer too. Um, and there's been a lot of soccer going on. Euro Euros are, are going on. The Euro Cup. Copa América in South America, um, Copa Oro is ready to to strike uh, in July, and then the Olympics. I would watch the Olympics just for soccer. So definitely a lot. And we're discussing about that soccer game, Yanko. And I know you were kind of not a fan, but you you kind of sympathize for a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I know you were able to catch the penalties. Um, yes. so. so
0: you, as a sports fan in general, right? Right. If there's hype, I'm going to look. If there's finals. <laughs> I guess I don't want to misspeak on what the qualifiers are, what round they're in, but I'm going to call it what I would assimilate to the sweet 16, right? They're in the round of 16 and uh, there's some names. Yeah. Playoffs. And there's some names out there that through Instagram, through social media, through ESPN, Fox sports that are more glorified than others. So Mm -hmm. one of the questions that you and I were talking about off air is the finale to the penalty kicks between France and Switzerland. Right. Correct. So, for me, the, the ignorant soccer fan. Tell me about the guy who missed for France at the end. And what is the equivalent to him maybe in a guy in basketball shooting a free throw and missing
1: it to win the game? So <clears throat> it depends on the enthusiast, right? But um, pretty much we, we were kind of fortunate enough this last generation to see two of the very best uh, to do it in, in soccer round and at a club level. Uh, More on a club level rather than international, but to not get all subject here. We're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about those two individuals. So now, even though they're still good and they're playing at a high level, um, it's almost like a pass the torch kind of thing, you know, to, to international, to another international soccer star. And a lot of people you know, have faced that, you know, this guy who shot the penalty for France, which is Kylian Mbappé, which which he's French, if I'm not mistaken, this he's a youngster, man. He's like 21 or 22, maybe younger. We'll have to check on that. So essentially, if we relate it to basketball terms, and it could be wrong, but it's almost like LeBron James right now, right? He's the best basketball player. And let's say he's passing the torch, and it could be others, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, depending who you're talking to. Uh, but it's almost like LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi passing the baton, right? Let's say LeBron James to Luka Doncic or maybe Trey Young, a very young player who has a, very look, has a very promising career ahead of themselves, right? And they're going to shoot those free throws and they miss it. That's the same thing that happened with Mbappe. So, so he's still a heavy player, uh, but man, that sucks, man. That, that, that fifth shot sucks. It's, so Mbappe it's,
0: is 22 years old. And I, I really feel like at that age, I know soccer players, and correct me if I'm wrong, get started in the professional level a little earlier than your conventional American sports.
1: Correct. Right? Yeah, there's no, there's no really um there is college here in the States, but it it's a farm system. It's it's a little bit different, right? So they bring up the youngster. You know they have other 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 small teams and they throw them out in the wildfire and they you know they start climbing up the ranks. You can kind of say that it's kind of similar to baseball. Uh, you know okay. how baseball has like A like farm
0: system, yeah,
1: farm system, right? So they 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 just get them to harness them and they kind of move them up the rank. And when they're ready for the big leagues, boom. The only difference is that obviously soccer is international, so the big leagues could mean different countries, right? France, I England. I don't mean
0: to go Spain. down a. Uh... Yeah, these are big. These are big countries, and even oh, for yeah. me, a, a novice fan. Because I'll be realistic with you, I'll start watching the Euros during the summer because there's pretty much nothing else on. I'll definitely watch the World Cup, but mm-hmm. I, outside of that, you know, I'll watch if Mexico is playing, I'll right. watch that. But I'm not as an avid follower as to know that, for example, Mbappe plays for I think PSG.
2: There you go. Uh,
0: So I know that some of the stars play for select clubs here and there. However, at 22 years old, what I'm trying to get to is he's real young. And I think we live in an era where failure is glorified so much, not glorified in a good way, but let me rephrase that, not glorified, but publicized so much more. The only guy I can think of, and I'm not comparing it to him because I really don't know about soccer is Kobe. Kobe came out of high school straight into the NBA. How many failures did Kobe have before he became the Kobe that we know? Right? right? Now there wasn't social media. There was coverage, but not that many people got exposure like Mbappe has already gotten today.
1: He's getting blown up, man. He's going to get sure, blown up.
0: I'm sure. And I even made this comment at work as uh, some co-workers of mine uh, caught the end. I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, and this is a it's a stupid comment, but to a certain extent a little bit true. I'm just happy he's not from a country where he'll go back home and he'll get killed right like because that's happening right. in soccer right like Venezuela oh, yeah. yeah yeah uh, yeah people are
1: hardcore man yeah people are so hardcore
0: great players we've seen out right. of failure become someone bigger someone better uh and right. just do that and it's kind of along the same lines as Michael Jordan too in the early late 80s early 90s he if you saw his documentary he really didn't have that much success it he wasn't until he really honed into his craft that he was able to become great but no yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot going on there's like we said olympics basketball soccer you said you mentioned another soccer tournament right that's coming up yeah
1: so there's several there right now actually the euros and copa america are going on at the same time copa america is kind of the same thing as the euros but only for south america so then finishing that starting in July, then you have Copa Oro, which is now all the, all the countries here in North America, Mexico, U.S., Jamaica, Canada, and all the little islands and, and all the Central America countries, they're, they're going to have their version of it. <clears throat> and uh, and then August starts the, the Olympics, right? Uh, and there's also going to be a soccer version of it, too. Um, and then, of course, we get to the nitty-gritty, right, which is football season. So it has been a really interesting summer. Um, the finals, the NBA finals are going to be in July. So it, it, give, it, it fills that void right in the sports world in order for you to transition over to, to football. Because every time football finishes, there's a long wait before you get into football again, right? So I yeah. think this year, it's been a, it's been a pretty good uh, transition in, into you know, going back to, to football and, so and, and what it's all about.
0: Let's get into that nitty gritty. Let's get into the NFL. And for the listeners who are listening right now and going, what are you guys even talking about? You guys are an NFL podcast. What happened to (laughs) the NFL? Well, for everyone listening, look, obviously, we started. It's Josh, it's Yenko. Charlie's around. He's still relevant. We're gonna we just needed to get going. We just needed to get started as we start ramping up towards what's happened in the NFL up until now, and most importantly, OTAs. OTAs are around the corner. And, and to be honest, guys, there has been some big news that has dropped since we last were on air or last on the waves of the interwebs, but not something revolutionary, not something that's like, oh, my God, it's been a really a little bit of the same uh, going off and on. But let's get into it. Let's just get started. The big splash since we've gone uh, off air to now, Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been traded. Now this isn't new, use, new news, this isn't breaking news, this is almost all new, old news. We've kind of just taken in the fact that, yeah, he's in Tennessee, yeah, he's paired up with King Henry, yeah, he's with A.J. Brown, and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Julio Jones is not wearing number 11 anymore either, he gave up his number, I think he's wearing, correct me, two?
1: Yeah, I think number so, two. which is kind of odd, because I thought Derek Henry was going to take the two.
0: Yeah. So there's obviously some mutual respect going on between him and
1: the they from Bama. Him.
0: Yeah. You got some Bama boys in Tennessee question to you, Josh, Julio Jones making an impact before the last time we were on air. Uh, we had said that if Julio landed in any of these AFC teams, that it would change the power rankings. And I don't want to go there or what our predictions are. Mm-hmm. I wanted to concentrate more on the Titans right now. Josh, can Tannehill handle the load in tennessee now with the star players there that's it's it's an impact
1: he's he's gonna have to now uh i i I think that this could uh can i say it we we can't expect the crazy julio jones numbers of what we are accustomed to in atlanta who knows maybe year one of this uh, tennessee project might be it Uh, I still think that maybe Atlanta is going to have to figure, I'm not Atlanta, I'm sorry, Tennessee is going to have to figure something out. uh, Because in my eyes, they're a run first team. In order for Tennessee to be successful, they have to be run first, no matter what. Uh, And now I do consider, at, at least at this particular juncture, that Julio Jones is an upgrade from Corey Davis, who departed and left to New York Jets. Oh, most certainly. And, and yes, the pairing of AJ and, uh, and Julio is, is huge, right? Um, I just think that they're going to have, not that they're going to have a hard time integrating him into the offense, but, but there's a lot of figuring out, a lot of balance, because what is it that they're going to try to do? It's not the Odell Beckham effect, but it seems to me that they're going to try to get away from their recipe of success, right? Which is run the ball first, And that opens up your play action, and then your passing becomes successful. Now you have Julio and AJ, and maybe Tannehill, it might affect his psyche. I don't know. But Tannehill may be forced to wanting to throw the ball no matter what. And we have seen that resurgence in Tannehill in Tennessee because he's not doing that because that's what he was doing in Miami. Now he has a strong running attack. They have to to continue running the ball, and that's going to open up uh, in many ways, right? Because you have to watch for Julio and you gotta watch for AJ, so that might open up even more lanes for King Henry to run the ball. Uh, but but that's just that's just my my optics. There's a lot of, there's a lot of figuring out to do. I still think, and, and this is gonna sound contradicting. You guys know how I feel about Carson Wentz, but I still think this is the Colts division to lose. What's your take, Yanko?
0: No, well I I completely agree to the de- to the degree of what is Ryan gonna do now, right? And I'm just FYI, I'm on a first name basis with Ryan Tannehill. That's why I call him Ryan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That relationship you guys have, of course. Yeah. 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 No, and uh, all coming back to all seriousness, I think it's going to put Ryan in a situation where he is going to feel divided. You, you bring up a good point that I hadn't thought of. He's excelled in Tennessee because I honestly think he's had a good running game where a lot of pressure hasn't been asked of him to have to provide too much success or as much success as he would if he didn't have that running game. Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill beat Mariota out for the job. And I looked up some information and then last year he got his deal, a four year, $180 million contract with the Titans. When they brought Julio in at the time, their cap space was approximately 2.36 million. So they restructured his deal what's mm-hmm. my point aside from the fact that Jones will cost him cost the Titans 15.3 million this season alone they restructured it elongating at least a little bit spreading that money over for Ryan to be there so that just reassures me that they're, they they want to keep Ryan and they they believe in Ryan
2: mm-hmm.
0: a little concerning for me is you're absolutely right you have AJ, AJ brown but the dog on your offense has always been king henry so you it's easy to give him the ball he's successful He's a part of the offense that you're not really contributing to other than a screen or, you know, a, a halfback draw or a toss or a simple handoff. Right now, you might have to develop a play action. Now you might have to use the de- King Henry as a decoy to feed Julio. You haven't had that big of a presence in your locker room. Fact of the matter is, A.J. Brown, not necessarily a surprise, but he's not a first rounder. He didn't have a high expectancies or was he a first rounder? something for director's cut to the King Henry with his success. It's been as of late because he stepped up to be that person because King Henry has been that successful. He's putting the time. He's putting the effort. If you've seen his uh, workout videos, this dude is physically gifted insane and has been punishing defenses and had the running title last year back to Ryan. It was said that, and this was rumors, right? And you can take it for what it is. This was rumors about Julio wanting a quarterback that had a cannon arm to be traded to. Right. I'm not sure if Brian has this cannon <laughs> arm. I, maybe because he hasn't had the guy to run that type of route. He hasn't had the guy to expose the defense to a degree that you have to launch it. You have to do it. And let's be honest. If you're in the NFL... You're not, your limit is forty, 40, 50 yards. You're, you're launching it 60. Now, if this was a younger Julio, if this was three, four years ago, Julio, I, my concern would be bigger. I don't think Julio is going to be the same guy running down the field, stretching it, becoming this guy that he was long dread, Julio. If, he, if that gives you a time sense of where he was to Julio now, now to have Julio Jones for one year for 15 million, I think is a bargain. I I need to look up the the works of the contracts of Jones's uh, deal from the Falcons to the Titans, but my main concern is if they're going to have success, it's really going to hinge on the mentality and ability of Ryan All
1: right I think another thing too um, just to kind of illustrate it, and this has been well documented again because this this uh trade happened a while back, right but um I guess these, these will be my final talking points in regards to this Julio trade. Uh, he's been banged up. He's been really banged up these last couple of years. Uh, would it be age? Would it be attrition? Um, you know, we, we could spin it different ways. He has been a very consistent player um, since 2014 till 2019, not last year. He eclipsed a 1,000 yards every single one of those uh, years. Uh, his highest, um, I guess if you want to call it his career year was 2015, he had 136 catches, 1,871 yards and eight touchdowns. Okay. If you think that you're going to get that kind of production out of Julio Jones right now, you are mistaken, my friend. Another thing that's positive for concern is that Atlanta was very hot in trying to trade Julio in the draft. Now, whether it be that they were asking for too high compensation to trade out Julio, or was it that there wasn't a lot of takers? That could be another thing, too. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, Julio is a great player. I think he has, you you said it, Yanko. He has a great presence in the locker room. Uh, But what's going to happen, it'll unfold uh, before our very eyes.
0: Do you think Julio is worth a game, a game and a half, where do you think the projection for Julio improves the Titans? Now I don't. I'm not trying to go back and look it, but just what's your gut feeling tell you about Julio going to the Titans and there being improvement? Does is it an improvement that's only slight? Is it an improvement that is a game, a game and a half, or is it an improvement that uh, significantly? I mean, I know you just said ab- about the Colts, but what do you? Where do you stand on that?
1: I think really. <laughs> It did make the offense better. But I think sometimes you get prisoner of the moments of the name. I'm gonna put an example to you. And in no way, shape, or form am I comparing the two. When Le'Veon Bell went to the Chiefs last year, what did everybody and their mom and social media? What were they talking about?
0: Oh my god. Right. That's exactly. it. They're gonna be unstoppable. Right.
1: It, it, football is very different than basketball in 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 that perspective, right? The star power. Um in football, it's, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to contribute. Now, again, I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell is Julio. I think Julio can have an immediate – Julio's a leader. He's a, he's a veteran. He's had success. He's had a very successful NFL career, and he, he can help out A.J. Brown take that next step, absolutely. But in my eyes, the issue of the Titans was never offense, although they were kind of limited in some of the things. The issue was defense. Now they did address some issues, right, uh, in free agency. Yep. Bud Dupree, among many other, you know, they revamped their secondary. It's a completely, you know, new secondary. Uh, but you have to also imagine, if I'm not mistaken, the OC was Arthur Smith. He's okay. gone. He's no longer in Tennessee. So you see, it, it's it's a lot of crossroads, right? It's a lot of figuring it out.
0: It's not a plug and play type,
1: thing. right? It's not. And, and again, is Julio going to have impact? Yeah, he is. But is it going to have enough impact for them to get over the hump, win the division, and get to another AFC championship? I don't think.
0: And I think to a, to a degree, it helps stave off the idea that the Titans are solely a run first offense, right? So now you've had a, a player who went for over 2,000 yards, and King Henry, and now defenses are going to adjust, right? Especially the, di- the divisional players that they go against or the divisional teams, better said. Now you go, okay, this isn't going to happen again to us. So there's a little bit of an offset with him coming, with Julio coming in, and then now you can you can tinker a little bit. But you're absolutely right. When you have a new offensive playbook with a new offensive coordinator, now you have this new big dog presence in the locker room. Now you're applying successful pressure, without successful fruits. Does that make sense? Now Mm -hmm. you're thinking successes here were great, but now you have to produce what is on paper. Now you have to produce the expected. They didn't just pick up, you know, they didn't sign Terrell Owens, which the expectancy wouldn't be great. They signed, and I know he's older, but just as an example, uh, little tidbit, if you have a chance, go look up uh, Deion uh, Sanders' off-season workouts for the Juco University that he's coaching and Terrell Owens is killing. I mean, absolutely destroying defensive backs at the college level. At 40 <laughs> something years old, I think it's still amazing. But anywho, back to the back to the fact. The Titans, I think they're, I think I'm right along the lines with you, but I think it's an improvement. Not a, a huge improvement, but I'm thinking a game, you know, maybe one of those close games that is come down to the wire an amazing catch to get them in field goal range, that type of success, not something monumental. And that's just like you said, they have the Colts who with time are going to continue to get better at defense. One of the top defenses in the league, the Jaguars are going to be an anomaly because they're a whole new different vibe. And the Texans, well, I mean, I think everyone can assume that the Texans are going to be a pushover, but we truly won't know who they are until the season starts. Because up until now, we have no news on Deshaun Watson. Which, in my personal take, I don't mean to jump too much into it. Deshaun, no news might be good news for for that. But yeah, anywho, Julio Jones, that's where it's at. Something to watch. That's our uh, take. That's our take. Quick question, and we'll tease this. It's just a tease into another subject we'll get into. Is he a fantasy pickup? Think about that. Let's let's think of if Julio is a fantasy pickup, and if he is, how. Early or how late or where do you pick? So put that in the back of your mind as you uh, we will flip to your Rolodex of thoughts when we get to the fantasy football conversation. But let's continue. Let's keep going. Let's talk about another quarterback that was named the quarterback one, and that is with Chicago.
2: Mr. Andy Dalton. Dalton.
0: Andy Dalton named quarterback one for now is what I have in my notes. Do you agree that it's for now or is there enough pressure by the fan base is there enough uh, success? If, is, if he's ultimately successful, do they let him ride? What are your thoughts, Josh?
1: I think uh, Nagy's playing it really smart because he's not putting all the pressure on Justin Fields yet. Um, although it's very obvious that we're going to see Justin Fields one in some way, shape or form this year uh, by committing to Dalton right now he's not putting that pressure on that on the quarterback on Justin Fields to perform. He wants to yeah. see where he's at, he wants to see where the playbook, his grasp of the playbook, his crap grasp of the offense. And if he outperforms Dalton, then he didn't he committed to Dalton, but now he's like, "You know what? This kid's ready to go." So, you know, because it's it's kind of that situation damn if you do, damn if you don't, no. Yeah. Because if he if he names if he names um Justin Fields a starter and then he sucks, what are you going to do? We're gonna bench him to start Dalton, right? At least this way, if you start Dalton and yeah, he begins to suck, then you kind of transition over to Justin Fields and just kind of ride the wave, right? Uh, So, so there's a there's a lot of factors. Uh, OTAs are coming up. I heard a a couple of people um, uh, saying in Bleacher Report that they were very impressed again with how Justin Fields had handled the offense and. You know, he's got a great arm, great mobility. Again, this is easy to say right now, right? Because you're just putting at, at that point um, in those mini mini training camps that they have, it's just really shorts and the plays are already designed. And the defense, this is a scenario of the defense. So it's not uh, really like uh, realistic, right? Like actual gameplay. But at least it gives you a good sense of, of where he's at. So I think it's smart by Nagy. Stick with Dalton right now see what you have in Justin Fields, continue to work with him and integrate him into the offense. And when he's good to go, boom, you know, you, you, you start. him. But that, that's, that's my perspective. I don't you, know. What, what, what do you think?
0: You think he starts eventually starts this year, this upcoming? Eventually. Season? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of fan base pressure and it's not fair to Andy. Now given Andy is not, a a guy that is going to be your long-term solution obviously they drafted this young kid in order to be the long-term solution however there has to be a little bit of leeway i mean if game one he comes in and we just spoke about it Mm -hmm. and to a degree if you you're getting plugged into a new system with new players a new environment a new everything if game one he comes in and he completely bombs I would still think that, okay, you get game one, maybe a two-game grace period, right? Because unless your defense is carrying you and there are other glimmering, shining factors that just outweigh that the quarterback is the only piece from the team being utterly successful, a contender, at least in the division, then yeah, sure. But I think keep the kid on the sideline for as long as you can. And if so check this out, Yanko.
1: Yeah, no, no, go ahead. No, Finish no, no. If, point, this is, I'm sorry. if
0: this is a year that you make Andy a little bit of a sacrificial lamb, mm-hmm. then do it. Because my my biggest fear, and obviously I'm not a professional in any way, shape, or form in regards to to what these guys do for a living. I would hate for this kid to come in and then get injured. And now I'm stuck another year if it's a serious injury or Now now I'm what if it's Joe Joe Burrow all over again, right? Yeah. I that's that's kind of my stance where I'm at, but uh I think I'm along, along with you and contradictory to what I just said. I think he eventually starts, mm-hmm. but he starts towards the end of the year if and when the Bears' season has already gone down the drain.
1: So, at what point do you bench Dalton? Bearing injury, right? So, week one, they're opening up against the Alley Rams. Week two, they have the Bengals. Week three, they have the Browns. Uh, week four, they have the lions and week five, they have the Raiders. Let's say in that stretch of five games, they go one and four. You keep Dalton. If you're you're assuming that you're keeping Dalton, right. If you're starting Dalton and let's say you don't, you don't want to get all crazy here and, and you commit to Dalton and say, you're our starter bearing anything back. You're going to hear the outcry from the fans. Uh, the pressure is going to amount because let, let's face it. Nagy and, and pace are in the hot seat. Yeah, they are. Cause they haven't developed. I think if anything would help them, we already kind of discussed this, but the fact that Nagy delivered playoffs last year, that was his saving grace.
0: I forgot about that. He did this. De- so, I would say playoffs
1: at, after the game, after the Raiders game, depending on where you're sitting, uh, if you're at a crossroads, and it's a and it checks us out week. Uh, this is week six. They play the Packers. So, week six, if you're sitting at one and four and you're gonna play the Packers, start the kid.
0: You would start him against
1: Aaron, start, start. And that's assuming Aaron Aaron's is there. there, yeah, because it, it's not gonna get any easier after the Packers. Here come the champs, they play the Buccaneers, and you don't think Tampa Bay is gonna want to get revenge so from that. You could read realistically-
0: you could realistically, and this is regardless, and just off, off the beat of a drum, in regards to my thought, they could realistically go two and five. Tough. I'm not even considering quarterback play, right? Because you right, right. the Browns are slated to be a great defense. The Rams, Rams. you've got Sean McVay saying that. Matt Stafford is a bad, you know what? Know so. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to, you're eventually going to play the Packers. The right. Raiders game, I know that it's going to, I don't yeah. want to get into there, but it's a toss up. It's a right. toss up, at
1: least. And it doesn't get easier, Yinko, because look, doesn't. they play the Packers. They play the Buccaneers. After that, they play the 49ers. Then they play the Steelers. They play the Ravens. They play the Lions again. They play the Cardinals. They play the Packers at Lambeau. They play the Vikings, they play the where well, they play the Seahawks, they play the Giants, and they close with the Vikings. Gotcha. So what I'm saying is it's it's a tough, it's a tough uh, schedule. So at least if you go one and four, there's nothing left to lose. You're not going to put it on the kid, hey, let's start to get a couple of victories to kind of get back into playoff picture. No, you're gonna see what you have on the kid and might as well toss him out in the fire, right? Commit I, to Dalton, start him, see what you have in him, and then go from there. I guess at the at
0: the Precipice of my thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a big word, Yanko.
0: There you go. Big word of the night. I just, I would hate to see what we saw last year in Miami with the back and forth Tua. of two. Yeah, and, that was pretty horrible. Beard, you know, I, I would hate horrible. to see that. I, I agree with you with the idea that A, it sounds like they have a tough schedule. B, you bench Andy at some point, and he becomes a very expensive backup. But there's a fine line between throw him in against these teams, and you could shoot the kid's confidence, or just take it in the chin, and let Andy ride out. Let him let him live. Let him observe. Let him learn. Andy's a great guy. From we've never heard any smoke from Andy. All right. I just think I'm more of the side of caution, but when it comes, we we've seen the greed and the fandom and the everything negative that you would point towards in the front office of someone, when it comes to success, someone being a team, when it comes to success, there's more willingness to go. We, we need the win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We need
0: the win. I need to save my butt. I need to save my head coaching seat. I need to save my general manager seat. We Put him in.
1: And I think that's the issue, unless ownership, uh, because of how the draft played out, gave their stamp of approval to say, we're going to be patient with this project. And you delivered playoffs already for the second straight time under your tenure. And now you have a new franchise quarterback. We're going to be patient with you. If that's what ownership told GM and coach, then yes, I totally agree with you. But if ownership is banking on, on the fact that they want you to go back to playoffs or to remain competent till the end of the season and Dalton is not delivering e- your jobs on the line, right? So you're going to toss the kid out into the wildfire and see what you have in him.
0: It's so un- it's unfortunate for the kid. Yeah. Uh And it starts at the top, right? Everything from right. the owner and how it'll be unfortunate, depending on the results, if they go negatively for bears fans across the nation and maybe right. even across the world, but let's stay within the same division, Josh. We we talked about it in a bit there just a bit ago with if and when Aaron stays there. Now mm-hmm. we've talked about this in earlier podcasts. What it's going to be, nothing's really changed. He's if anything, he's been a little enigmatic in interviews, right? He's yeah. it looks like he's showed up more publicly for the golf tournament he's about to have next week <laughs> than he has for his own NFL. He didn't show up to mandatory minicamp. He didn't show up right. to voluntary ones. Is there a chance that Jordan Love? plays a game in 2021. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> man. It's you. the fact that there's hesitancy. Tells me that you're saying
1: there's a chance. I really do not envision um, the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. I think if they would have, they would have done so already now that could be because they realize that Jordan love is nowhere ready to take command of this job as a starting quarterback. Maybe that's where he's at. So they're fearful of letting go of Rogers or it could be that it's just smoke and mirrors uh, Rogers wanting more commitment, uh, throwing a tantrum and wanting to be the superstar player that he is and voicing his opinion and wanting to be out or really just stick it to the Packers. Right. Cause I, that's really what it would, it's seeming like
2: yeah. he,
1: he did that whole thing just to stick it to the Packers and say, Oh, you remember last year, how you uh, traded this, or you traded up to go get this guy that is sitting in the bench. And you didn't tell me anything about this. Or well, now, you know, I'm going to serve you the favor. So I, I'm not going to say that it's petty because it's, it's not, but man At this point, if you
0: Josh, they're both being petty.
1: They are. They they're are. I mean either either petty. you're coming back and 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 this is this is my point i am not i am not a, I am no way shape or form criticizing Aaron Rodgers for his performance. He's a reigning MVP. He had a hell of a season. Uh but I was disappointed in how the season ended. Why? Rodgers cried and said that, you know, he wanted a game at Lambeau. He wanted everything was aligning and he wanted the Packers. He wanted everybody in the NFC to go to Lambeau, right, for the playoffs. Yeah. So he got his wish. They got the first seed. Uh, Now, again, just to kind of illustrate it, this year was different because the first seed was the only team that got a bye week. The second seed had to play because they added a seventh seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So number one was the only one that was had to buy. They all had to go to Lambeau and in the game that you had in your hand. And, and that was, that was in you, whether it be a coaching decision, a, a stupid call by Matt LaFleur, whatever, bro, you had numerous opportunities to, to get that game and to win it and to go back. But you didn't.
0: Basically that game boiled down to offense. You didn't. And you were you, known you for didn't. offense. Right. You didn't
1: produce it. He missed the throw. There's this play that I remember. I don't know if you remember. It was, I don't know if it was third and goal and, and he rolled out, he held on to the ball. He could have bolted on the right-hand side of the field yep. and yep, he could have scored that. in the touchdown. if he would have take off and run with the ball, he yep. didn't, he forced the ball. It was an incomplete pass. I'm like, I now think, hindsight I think right? Aikman brought that up too. Right. It's easy for me to say it because I'm watching it out of my couch and you know, in the moment, but if you're that guy, if you're that dude, right. And he had a great season. Man, you got to do it. You got you got everything aligned for you. Everything that you wanted was aligned, and it was there for the taking, and you didn't get it.
0: I feel like he ran more the year that he had a strained calf than he did this in this one time.
1: I don't but, know what what was up, man. See, but
0: and do you well? If you remember, and for the fans and everyone who's uh, gracian, graciously allowing us to enter your ear tunnels and infiltrate your mind with information here. Carson Palmer sat out a year because he didn't agree with his front office. He wanted to get traded. And was it a year or two years? I think it was just a year. It was just a year. It was just a year. year And he eventually did get traded to the Raiders for, I think a supplemental third rounder or something like that.
1: That was a first round pick.
0: First rounder. Okay. Well, Jackson. there you go. Does that happen with Aaron? And hear, hear me out. If if, and when, if that exact same thing happens, if Aaron doesn't start this year, he just takes his own leave of absence for whatever he holds heart to heart and holds close to his chest, his reasoning, that is. I think that has a direct effect. If and when field starts in Chicago. If Aaron doesn't start, and Andy Dalton's field starts.
2: I could see well, that, certainly because the division's now, up for grabs.
0: Because Exactly. You've got Jared Goff with a team that doesn't really look to be at all proficient. I mean, not proficient because we haven't seen it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You've got Kirk Cousins, who's probably going to be your biggest threat. And if you have somewhat of a decent defense, you can control that. Or just make Dalvin Cook your biggest threat slash priority. And then you've got Jordan Love, who is unproven. It has a direct effect. And that's just within the division. If he sits out, power rankings and who makes what, and the end of the year is all completely shifted just because one guy decides to sit out and throw basically a professional tantrum.
1: I could see that. Um, I, I, but you, you it's, it's funny because even even when you, when you hear him, it's almost like he, he hasn't made up his mind yet. He, he kind of, you know, takes you into this uh, be, because it almost seems like he's setting it up to say, Oh, I never said I want to get traded. You know, he's like, it's almost like, he's, yes. So that yeah. that leads me to believe that he's going to be back sooner rather than later. He's going to be back because of another person who would be, especially the status of Aaron Rodgers being a superstar quarterback? Uh, let's say it's to a different degree, but let's say Deshaun Watson, right? Okay. Now Deshaun Watson is is in a heap of trouble, and we already discussed that there's a lot of allegations and cases. Although it's been quiet, uh, but it seems that Deshaun Watson is dug in. You know, yep. that's at least a perception. That be that another reason
0: why we haven't heard anything. You're absolutely right. From the
1: media, he's dug in. He's not going to go back to Houston. Either he's going to sit out, or the Texans are going to suspend him from all, the, all these allegations, or eventually they trade him, but not this year. Because now you see the Texans are, are you know what? If that's what you want to do, that's fine. We're going to start Tyrod, and and we're going to continue. We're going to build this thing with Tyrod and, and go from there, right? And the Packers, you see, are not committed with that either. They're like, we want Aaron back, but we, we have don't want you, Jordan but, we, love, we, do want but you. we do. And Aaron's the same way too. So, pick picture. I think he's going to be week one starter they're going to figure this out it's going to be put behind them and and that's that
0: so if and when he comes back it it has an effect regardless what his decision is there's nothing really set in stone based on the fact that he stays but there is a a bigger aura around the yes and the known as comeback but let's use that word comeback and apply it to a different player (laughs) Comeback of the infamous Super Bowl winning running back, Brandon Jacobs. Not as a running back, but potentially as a defensive end. At 38 mm-hmm. years old, defensive end. And by the way, if you, ha- if you have social media, follow his page or just take a look at his Instagram or whatever you use for social media. His kid, at freshman year, is almost as big as Brandon Jacobs itself. Insane. I think he's an eighth grader. Insane 6'1, six, 6'2. Six, I mean, this, this kid is humongo, but even bigger than that, if and when Brandon Jacobs comes back as a defensive end with any team, I, I don't care who it is, with any team. Is this the the beginning of guys coming back? Has Tim Tebow had a positive effect on? I'm not going to say has-beens because I don't consider Brandon Jacobs a has-been. He was he was he's better okay. than mediocre. He was better than mediocre. He wasn't like electrifying. He wasn't CJ 2K, but he was he was okay. He was better than mediocre. If he comes back, do you think he's successful or is it just smoke and mirrors and media attention just to just to stir the pot a little bit?
1: I think it's a Tim Tebow effect Um, and justifiably. So a lot of people question, right, what the Jaguars are doing. And maybe we can discuss that later because I think Urban Myers, man, if I was a Jaguar fan, I look, I would look at the season with a lot of optimism and it wasn't until Urban started doing all these decisions that I'm like, wow. But anyways, that's another conversation, but it's a Tim Tebow effect in the sense that a lot of players um, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm no athlete, but I think there's just a misconception here. Um a lot of players stay in shape, right? They're they're physical specimens, uh, they lift weights, they they look good, right? They they're chiseled, uh they're big dudes. Brandon Jacobs is a big dude.
2: He is. Um
1: and for whatever reason, I don't know, but maybe it's the ego athlete kind of thing. Oh well, I stayed in shape. I can put on the pads, and and I can go play. Um, that's not how it works. No. No no, uh, no, no, no. One thing is being in shape, and another thing is being in football shape. And I I quoted that from a Hall of Famer who I listen to a lot, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Shannon Sharp. He's fifty-some odd years, and you look at this guy, and this guy's chiseled. He ripped stacked. now they ask him skip asked him would you go back to play a down or two in the nfl and he said heck no and he alluded to this point he's like i'm in shape i look good wearing my shirt walking out but in the football field it's a totally different animal and and i think that's where brandon jacobs is going to realize pretty quick that uh you might be in shape and a lot of these athletes are, and I'm no one to question your manhood. If you want to go back to playing football, go for it, bro. It's, it's your life. But not
0: to I, mention a completely different position, right? Not to mention the it, fact it's that a
1: Ten effect, right? Yes, it's it's the Ten effect. Well, if if uh, if that guy could do it, I could do it too. And and again, look at Ten Tibo. Ten in terrific shape. That boy is that he's cut too. He's, he's chiseled. But again, it's not easy. Not easy transitioning, you know, from a different position. So I think this is just smoke and mirrors. There might be a little bit trend. Look at Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens has said he wanted, he he's, could still be playing. And he's probably,
0: he's probably the, and, and this is just what I see through media, social media in general. Mm-hmm. He's probably the closest guy that I would believe or put money on actually having a chance to come back. All
1: right.
0: He's he's in terrific shape too. Oh my
1: gosh. He's in terrific shape. But again, there's a big difference. Shape
0: and mentality, right? Right. You're talking about guys that have been a competitor their whole life, has had an ego a whole life. They were the biggest, baddest thing in their town, in their college, in their whole thing, up until they got to the NFL, right? And it's crazy to think that. Are there that many athletes in the world? Yes, most certainly. How many top-tier athletes? professional everyday starting athletes are there that's where you draw the line that's where yeah. the, what makes the difference if Brendan jacobs makes a let's say a practice squad i ain't hating no Great. good good for you good for absolutely you, for sure but it also sets a tone in that locker room to say mm-hmm. hey rookie hey so and so this old man just beat you up to a degree we're talking about the tim tebow effect but what about the tom brady effect right Tom Brady being as old as he is and still performing at a high level. The difference is is that there was no gap in, for insurance purposes, it came to my head, right, but gap in coverage. There was no gap in playing time for for Tom. These guys have been out, and yes, you you alluded to the physical shape and the physical specimen that these guys are, but Mm -hmm. the recovery, the hits, the tackles, the sprints, the injuries, that's where I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, there has to, you have to be at a certain shape. And you know what? To, to just uh, draw a quick point, Yanko, uh, Brandon Jacobs' son, which you alluded to, that boy is 6'4 and is 264. Wow.
0: What in God's name? He's a
2: freshman in high school. Yeah, scary.
1: So there you go. There you go. These these players Sorry are. Sorry, gentlemen,
0: else. my my uh, mic automatically muted somehow. I was talking. No, that's that's insane, man. That's insane. Is. that these kids are that he's probably Nick Saban's probably already recruiting. Him.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he already is
0: already recruiting him. But to round out this what has happened in the NFL and what's going to happen in the NFL, let's just do two more topics. OTAs start soon, right? So we've mm-hmm. already had some off-season training uh, go on and whatnot. So as I look at the, all of the professional leagues, all of the professional 32 teams in the NFL, they're, they've finished already. OTAs started about late May and went into the latest, I see June 11th, June 10th, June 11th. Mm-hmm. This is where Aaron Rodgers didn't show up. This is where uh, some of them are mandatory. Some of them are... Uh voluntary, and you have the majority of your of your main group of guides, unless there's a contract dispute or your Aaron Rodgers, show up and you start getting a feel, you meet people who's been traded, the, the picks, uh, so on, so forth. O2 it's are done. When does NFL training camp start? Training camps are around the corner. I feel like once July comes around, I start getting giddy. I start getting yeah. like, okay. What's coming up? when's hard knocks start? What's going to be happening? When does it start? So, I have locations of where it'll where they'll start, and usually they're around the same area that your team is or was from. For example, mm-hmm. Las Vegas is not training in Las Vegas; they'll go back to California for some time, and that's just because
2: uh, actually they odd, did that man. last year.
0: They did that last year. Correction. They will stay in Nevada. They're not going to Las Vegas. They're going to Henderson, Nevada. So last Mm -hmm. year, correction on my part, they did go back to California. However, this year they are staying in Nevada. So that's coming up. What we expect from training camps is a lot of the same already, right? What Mm -hmm. teams are looking for? What players to look for at training camp? Who's coming back from injury? Are they good? Are they uh, ready to go? Uh, The CBA has changed a lot, right? for training camps to be uh, no contact contact the mandatory day off practicing full speed. You usually have some injuries, unfortunate injuries happening through training camp. So a lot of adjustments, there are still a lot of free agents out there, big name free agents that I think, although they're not the, the top of the top, but these are still viable free agents like Mark Ingram still out there. I'm sorry, Melvin Ingram, uh, Frank Clark, Is still out there. And I I just remember these guys because these are guys that I I would feel would maybe fit the Raiders, but that's just the fandom in me. All in all, the NFL 2021 uh, season will start by August 24th. That's the date to look at. I'm sorry, August 31st. Between August 24th to August 21st is the final trim to the 53-man roster. Something different about this year is that we have... Correct me if I'm wrong. Three off uh, preseason games instead of four, right. so that's different this year. And then by August 31st, you're going to have your 53-man roster that will be decided uh, by your by your team. So look forward to it. Hall of Fame game, which is kind of the inaugural game of the season, preseason and whatnot, will be the Steelers and Cowboys, and that will uh, start late July ish. I'm sorry, and the first game to be played, September 9th, Cowboys-Bucks. Buccaneers. Yep. So NFL training camps are over. You've got uh, – I'm sorry, OTAs are over. Training camps are starting. Camps. And that's going to start to really kick up steam. However, there was a mini – did you catch this? There was a little bit of a mini training camp, a little bit, a little bit of, called TEU. Correct tight end university and that which is cool because i did some a little bit of research on it and travis kelsey joined george kittle and greg olson to create a somewhat of a summit of the mm-hmm. top nfl tight ends in the league they they invited over 40 tight ends and they actually had to do some cuts because they didn't expect to have that much of the interest from nfl tight ends right so You're welcome. There's some yeah. videos out there about how they're which I thought was cool, kind of trading secrets of the trade. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. how they how they play, how they do, how they train. So you got you had guys the only rookie rookie to note that was invited was Pitts. tight end Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Did you see any of that, Josh?
1: I was just kind of going back and forth. I was more interested in see who got invited. Um but it seems like it, it, it was kind of cool um I, th- I think it's like a little fraternity thing that they have going on
0: i think it's totally um,
1: awesome and uh, of course i mean darren waller i have them here actually darren waller Noah Fant, zach ertz mark andrews mike gasecki uh cole commit john o smith eric ebron tj Hawkinson, david njoku robert tanyan kyle pitts ethan wolf oj howard evan ingram hunter henry Blake Bell, Kyle Rudolph, Logan Thomas, Dawson Knox, Dallas Goddard, Irv Smith Jr., Tyler Hickby, uh Chris Herndon, uh, Austin Hooper, Caden Smith, Mercedes Lewis, Hayden Hurst, uh, ZJ Uzumwa, uh, Colby Parkinson, yeah. Anthony Ferkser, uh Chris Menhertz, Ross Doelle, Dominic Daphne, um, Oh my page just went all crazy, but you get the idea. Yeah, Charlie Warner, uh, so,
0: Daniel Helm, Will Disley, Alex Ellis, and as we as you keep starting going down the list, these are guys that are on tight end. They're tight ends on rosters, yeah, the yeah. or they're they're older, right? Like the Delaney, Delaney Walker.
1: Walker, who who's a free agent right now. Um, Correct. He's that great uh Tennessee Titan tight end. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's, I love it's, this. Uh, it, I, it was. I love this. Is- I'm sure there was a lot of hurdles that uh, Kelsey and, and Kittle, who are the two people and Greg Olsen, which is retired now, um, but that they had to kind of like overcome, you know, for NFL purposes, because I'm sure some of these players um, mean a lot to their franchises and it would suck yep. if one of these would get injured in this uh, non-mandatory uh, tight end university. And I'm sure that, you know, what they were doing, it wasn't very rigorous, right, that they would kind of, but again, you got to think there it's competition, right?
2: Exactly.
1: You want to kind of show off within. So sometimes your competitive juices start flowing there and, and you want to one up the, the competition, especially all the tight ends being there. But I think I thought that was pretty cool. Maybe this could be the start of a trend, you know, of other players in, in different positions start to do kind of the same thing, no? Um, and so I, I thought that was cool.
0: I think it's cool because a couple of things. One, you, you're trading trade secrets. Mm -hmm. With guys that you may see maybe twice a year or every four years, right? And then within those two to four years or twice a year or the four years, they might not even be in the same team. Or in this case, like Delaney Walker, aren't even on a team. You are looking at what the competition is. You're comparing. You're definitely showing your attributes, which some of these guys are probably going to take back to their coaches and go, this guy this guy can get it, or this yeah. guy, don't worry about this guy, right? Uh, competition and competitive nature will be there, but they were able to put aside their egos. Yeah. They were able to put aside, nah, no, no, no. I don't care who you are. You're Travis Kelsey, the dancer on the field, the big mouth jabby guy that always gets on my nerves. Nah, I'm a Raider. I'm, I'm Darren Waller. I don't need to see you. But yeah. camaraderie, it's kind of like, and obviously, again, we're not professionals, right? But when we draft fantasy, it's like, hey, we're getting together. Heck, yeah, I want to go see. Now, though, we're all yeah. competing against each other. It's, it's that environment. It's that. Yeah, gro-hood. I think that's what it was. Kind of like yeah, a I think that's what makes it
1: cool. So, Yanko, just for sake of argument, out of all these three tight ends, rank top three.
0: Ooh. I'm going I'm to put Darren Waller at number two. Who's number I,
2: one?
0: I think it's Kelsey, man.
2: Number I two, really Darren?
0: Yeah, Darren's number two. And number three? Kittle. Kittle okay. solely, solely because Kittle, I know he was injured last year, but when he's on the field, he has a huge impact. All right. Yeah. Darren Waller, obviously he's trending up and he continues to. I hope we, the Raiders keep him and pay him and don't let him go. But Kelsey, time and time again, has shown that as much as I really dislike playing against him, he he doesn't only beat the Raiders, he, he beats, beats everyone everybody. else. Yeah, he beats everyone else. So yeah. it's hard to hate on a guy who's successful, not only against the team that you like, but across the NFL. So And he's been healthy. And, and exactly, he's Relatively durable healthy. and healthy. Yeah, it does help when you have Patrick Mahomes as your yeah. quarterback, right? But the other two tight ends that I listed don't have necessarily – hall of famers at the top but they're still transcendent talent transcendent talent yes Yes. i like it so what's happened in the nfl what's happening in the nfl that's a nice kind of wrap around what's going on and we only did 49 minutes so that's that's not bad at all we covered a couple of things uh side note look for the alternate helmets to come out in 2022 some of those older helmets are uh rekindling of memories and throwbacks. so that's i look forward to that the Oilers one is really a cool, that was one. cool I hope they bring back the Raiders one, the, the vintage one. That would be awesome. Uh, the old Patriots one, the, the man kind of hiking mm-hmm. the ball. or the Patriot. And the Buccaneers, swaggy little trendy pirate, right? Yeah. He's not Jack Sparrow, but he's a very cultured and, and uh, right. heat, waxed beard guy. So keep it out for that. But enough about real football. Let's talk about fantasy football. Fantasy dun, football, dun, dun. if it isn't on your slate of thoughts by now, you're late. You need to start thinking about fantasy football. Usually, you start drafting no later than Labor Day weekend, which is the first Monday of every September. If you haven't drafted right. by Labor Day weekend,
2: yeah, you're in your, trouble, commissioner bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: your commissioner sucks. Your commissioner sucks. You need to draft because the, the, you literally have days yeah. before the first game starts, and you don't want to draft week one or after the fact. You want to draft beforehand.
1: Shout out to Princessita, Commissioner of the Chuco Boys, and shout out to Charlie, Commissioner of the FFL.
0: Who, from my understanding, are both drafting the same weekend.
1: Yes, so one on a Saturday and the other one on Sunday. So
0: that is dedication for the boys who are in both leagues. There you you're go. You're married. Muchas bendiciones, amigos. <laughs> but all right, so let's talk. Let's talk fantasy football. And I don't want to get too much into it. So, so Yanko, from- I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna throw this at you, okay? Uh, this it. is super early, uh, but tell me what your thoughts are here, okay? Let's get the fantasy football juices flowing here. Okay. And this is according to FantasyPros.com. So they, among like many other websites, um, have already posted their rankings uh, for fantasy football players as of June 28th, 2021. Who would you think would be the top tier? Okay. So they have it here. I'm just going to really focus just for sake of argument on two tiers. Okay. Cause okay. They, they have all their players ranked in several tiers. Uh, they go all the way to tier they keep going, but I'm just going to focus on on tier one and tier two. Okay. okay. So just for sake of argument here and get the juices flowing tier one, who do you think are four players according to fantasy pros that are part of that tier one, who are you, who are the first, see if you can guess the the four players.
0: Does it matter if it's standard or PPR?
1: I was checking here and it does not give me any information in regards to that.
0: The league that you and I are in with, Mm -hmm. with good old boy, Charlie, that's PPR, right?
1: PPR. I'm
0: going to center my thoughts around around that. And, and the crazy part is
1: that there's a lot of different um, PPR versions, but let's just call it PPR. Let's just, like let's
0: just call it PPR. Generic PPR. If, PPR. if you are not familiar with what PPR versus standard is, get off this podcast. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening to this. Join us so that you can learn. Okay. okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to go uh, Alvin Camara. He's always... He's always top tier. Alvin Kamara.
1: Okay, so Alvin Kamara is one for you.
0: Alvin Kamara. Three more.
1: Give me three more. Is this the particular order that you think, or you're just you're just going to give me four names in no I'm particular gonna order? Give,
0: I'm not going to give you an order. One okay. because I need more time. Two because yes. I don't want to give out
1: Your my neurons. actual thoughts, yes, right Your knowledge.
0: So I'm looking for guys who are going to give me super stardom, right? Like right. in regards to points.
1: So is this Alvin tier Kamara. one, so you told me Alvin Kamara?
0: I hope King Henry repeats, because King Henry was a straight-up fantasy baller last year.
1: King Henry is two? Give me your third. And again, in no particular order. These are just gonna, your, well, your top tier. I drafted
0: him, I drafted him uh-huh. last year, and I'm going to draft him again this year. And he was plagued by injury last year. I'm going to go run CMC.
1: Okay, and that's I, three.
0: And before, before you, you go, I go on. I would have never thought I would have gone straight three running backs back to back to back. All right. Just.
1: But you did. But I am. And oh. what's the last, last player that closes out tier one? So you have Kamara. You have King Derrick Henry. You have Christian McCaffrey. And who's the, who's the fourth one?
0: Can I put an asterisk next to
1: it? Sure. You better not if, see Mike Williams.
0: No. He is. Uh, I only draft him. I don't draft, draft him for my real team, not for fantasy. The <laughs> watch a blow up this year. If Aaron starts, I'm putting Devonte up there.
1: Devonte. Okay. So you're you're saying that according to Yanko, and this was not that we didn't study this, we didn't no, review no, no, this. No, no, this no. is just in the moment, in the sheer moment. Yes. Top tier, according to Yanko, would be Camaro, Elvin Camara, uh, Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Devontae Adams. And this is again is in no no order whatsoever. No, 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 no. Okay. So, again, this is according to fantasypros.com, and they have all their players ranked in different tiers. Tier 1, are you ready? And, and this is in the order that they submitted it. So, Tier 1, which would obviously be number 1 overall pick, would be Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Uh, number 2, Delvin Cook. I forgot about Delvin. Number 3, Derrick Henry. And number 4, Saquon Barkley.
0: That's interesting. Very that's interesting because he's coming off of injury but very interesting
1: right so okay I, I, so that's that's tier 1 so so the, this is this is the the cream of of the crop of the draft right and no point intended here but all four are running backs so again the priority according to experts is running back running back heavy now let's go to tier 2 okay and in tier 2 we have here uh six players. Okay. Number five from number ten. Um, can you guess? Are are you looking at the website, Inko? I already jumped on. Yeah. Ah, uh, you little cheer. I, okay. <laughs> I already jumped on. So this is what what are some of the names uh from five to ten that catch your attention, Inko? That you're like, what? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I agree he's with that, that five. He's Jonathan at five.
0: 10. Yeah. And he splits cards with like 9 e.
1: With no Kareem Hunt.
0: No, 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 no. Indianapolis.
1: Oh, you're right. Neon Hines, yes. I don't know why I was thinking, uh, Brown. you're right, yes. Well, Hines is kind of like the, man, he he, he he had a little sweet soft spot there. But then I think Taylor wrapped up the season really well. He
0: did, he did. And I had Taylor, but I think I traded you, Hines. Yeah. I think I gave you Hines and and that was a complete gamble because that was in the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't know what you had in them. And shout
0: out to the guys who uh, played, all reverence and all due respect in the WhatsApp group for the FFF saying yes, that if, uh, that's boys basically, uh, did, yeah, did shout draft. out to
1: Steve. Yeah. So there you but, go. So th- that's interesting. And here's another interesting part. According to this website, the top eight positions, the top, t- the top eight players drafted first overall mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. round are all
0: running backs. Wow now let me, let's let's change it up a little bit i i want you to see the fact that they're all running backs but the last running back at eight before it changes to wide receiver
2: mm-hmm. is zeke yeah
0: is zeke at number eight i don't i don't have enough ammo to disagree mm-hmm. but i want to disagree because that comes back yeah. and if that comes back how much of that You know, it it could play both ways. You involve Zeke more. Is Zeke as successful with Dak back? Or will Dak want to show that he's worth the money he got?
1: Yeah. I could see that.
0: I don't, that would make Uh, me hesitant of Zeke.
1: That far and up. and they have a banged up offensive line, an aging offensive line. Yeah, and a lot of people stay prisoner in the moment, and that offensive line is nowhere what it was three, four, five, six years ago. Even before Zeke, we remember Demarco Murray was running it down the throats of everybody. So that offensive line was already built and was stellar, but now it's reaching a transitional period. So note another note, Yenko. So top ten players here, right? Um, the first receiver out of the board, according to fantasy pros, would be Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that?
0: I don't, but Tyreek Hill is. Uh, and, and again, I mean, we, we, you, you don't want to
1: give out, right? You don't want to give out your tidbits because obviously we were very competitive when yes. fantasy football and a lot looking of at this list. Were...
0: According to, again, fantasy pros out of the visit, top 12, only two are not running backs. Yeah. And that's Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams. Yeah, Interestingly enough, rounding out that twelve is Cam Akers. Who I, was it? You or Charlie that had it? Did you have him last year?
1: I had him, and then I released him towards the end of the season for because I, I grew impatient, super impatient. And just ironically, when I dropped him, is when he took off.
0: Again, dependent on the result of success that Matt Stafford will have, is Cam Akers a viable? option to pick up that's worth that earns him this top 12 top status. I
1: think he is man, because I I would flip it on you. Who's better at this particular juncture, Jared Goff or Matt Stafford?
0: Oh, Stafford for sure. So you're getting an upgrade
1: at quarterback. You know what you have in cam makers now? And Sean McVay does run the ball. (laughs) Duly noted what he had in Todd Gurley. So... And, it, it, and, okay, and here's another interesting part, Yanko. Just kind of, kind of, barely missing the first round. And it depends on your format, depends on how many teams are part of your league, right? It's 10, 12, or in this particular case, EFFFL is going crazy. We're going to do 16, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, rounding out the first tight end taken off the board. Yeah, I see that. Is Travis Kelsey.
0: At 21. So let's, it's, it's Dang. not far-fetched. It's no. not far-fetched because he's 14 back.
1: He's at 14.
0: Travis, sorry. Yes. for I, George Kittle's at twenty. George months, Kittle is at, yeah. 14. So let's, let's, let's move that and let's make it tailored towards the FFF, right? Mm-hmm. FFL. FFL, sorry. The.
1: Oh no, 16th. you know what? You're right. It's the FFF, Yanko.
0: I do I, apologize. I like how, and for people who can't see. Josh turned around and looked at his trophy to make sure it was FFF. The fantasy football factory.
1: I apologize for that.
0: Here we go. If we were to go one through 16, right? Mm Because there's 16 teams in this this year's league. Number 16 following this order would be DK Metcalf. You do not see a quarterback in the top until 24 at Patrick Mahomes. And right. then all the way till 45. And that's Josh Allen. I will right. say this I will say this. I drafted Patrick last year pretty high. You did. And I also had Aaron Rodgers on the same team. And when I traded, I traded to Josh, Master Deflator. Ironically, both Josh and Team Yanko ended up in the final. And if I would have kept Aaron, I'm not going to say if I kept Aaron, I would have been there because, because of me trading Aaron caused Mm -hmm. a whole plethora of trades throughout the year. Thank you, Charlie, for uh, Montgomery that got me to the championship. So I don't regret anything that happened. The only regret I have is not starting uh, the Raiders wide receiver against the dolphins to win the championship. I forget his name. He's no longer he's the. the patriot. He, he's now a patriot. Goodbye, you dirty bastard. But anyway, uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. And everyone has their own take on how, where to yeah. draft, how to draft. It's it's really going to be uh for the FFF different because now you have you have to wait sixteen spots.
1: So, so Yenko, w- without getting giving too much again, because I know we don't want to um. I mean, this is for content purposes and this is getting fantasy football juices flowing because before we get here, before we think fantasy drafts can be here. It'll be here. Um, Do you draft, Yanko, do you draft out of necessity or best
2: available player? Ooh.
1: Because uh, let's just say, if the board, how the board is right now, okay? Yeah. That means that, the league is going running back heavy. Yeah. Heavy. With
0: 16 players in the mix, you... I'm going to stop.
1: I'm going to stop. Just answer the question, Diego. Do you draft out of necessity or do you draft out of best available player? Without you giving too much or saying this scenario or that scenario. Just, I, I'm going to go off of Necessity? Necessity
0: necessity and i have my thoughts and i will revisit why i went off necessity when after we draft very
1: well yeah how about you i i do out of best available player so my eyes my eyes is um i I always think to myself i'm not going to overdraft out of necessity i'm just going to garner all the chips and eventually it'll lead to somebody uh wanting the player that i have and trading and that's how it's worked out
0: so you have necessity over availability and both thoughts ended up in the championship. Yeah. So let keep that in mind. Keep that in mind guys. What are
1: the odds? Even we were in the same division. Cause we do divisions. Yes. That's so crazy, but Hey,
0: and it was yeah. my first year with the FFS.
1: That is correct.
0: So, and I'm not saying I'm going to repeat. I mean, I'm definitely not. That's going to be I, hard I, now, man. It's going to be hard to repeat. I assimilate myself more to Nick Foles with the Eagles, but I lost. <laughs> all right, I'm not. I'm not Tom. I'll be Tom oh. if I pull off like three or four in a row. I don't want to be the Buffalo Bills either, or I go four right. straight times and lose and, right? nothing. Like, right. and nothing. But being there, hey, I, all I know is that I, this year I do not want to be at the bottom. I will not be sixteen, and that's something gonna be. I will yeah, bro. I You're will gonna get that pink,
1: 16. a pink shirt.
0: A shout out to uh who is it Freddie?
1: Freddie. Freddie is a uh, new owner of that fabulous pink shirt that says i suck at fantasy football with two arrows pointing towards him
0: to kind of uh, wrap up the, the fantasy talk which we'll have plenty of as uh, the shows keep coming did you see the waffle house fantasy football team loser <laughs> so if you didn't see it go up and read it uh, just google fantasy football loser waffle house what this guy had to do as the fantasy football loser, he had to spend 24 straight hours at a Waffle House. And the only way he could reduce his time is eating a waffle and each waffle would reduce one hour. After betting, I mean, betting, tipping, the waiters, waiters well, uh, according to this guy, and compensated for letting him sit at a Waffle House, he was there for a total amount of 15 hours, 16 hours, 16 hours, because he had a total of, I'm sorry, 15 hours, nine waffles. He that's had nine waffles. waffles, bro. That is a ton of waffles. They are decent waffles, but I think I'm done at one or two. But yeah, that's it, a lot of waffles. That's a lot of waffles. That's a lot of constipation. At least I'd rather wear a pink shirt than uh, not take a big deuce for about three weeks so Correct. Correct. regardless fantasy football is coming up if you're in the FFF uh, you will have to think I will say that and if you're in the Chuko uh, was it Chuko boys Chuko shout out to uh, the sister team I'm going to say there's another or sister fantasy league and that's just because there's a lot of players that uh, that, play share in both. that. and the uh, where do I apply for that I mean how do I become part of Chuko but Hey, if you're there listening, there is
1: talks. There is talks from Commissioner Gill that uh, perhaps next year. I'm not sure if this year, um, next year, there could be a 14-team um, expansion, going from 12 to 14. So, if that's the case, Yenko, I will. A, I'll send
0: an application without the position being open. Make this the official go. application <laughs> to the Chico boys. Anyway, so there you go. For let's uh, continue on here. We're actually doing okay on time. I'm, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah. So let's continue on here into what we usually call and have Yanko's Yeet. Now Yanko's Yeet.
1: is yours, my friend.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Yanko's Yeet this week is brought to you by no one because no one cares about Yanko's Yeet. If you ever, <laughs> uh, if you ever see the TNT halftime show uh, or the tip off or post game, there's EJ's Neto stat of the day, and it's always promoted by no one. I'm right there uh, with it, too, because this is promoted by absolutely zilch zero. And you may tune out for the next two minutes because that's how much interest is for the Yanko's eat, But it's a staple of this podcast. So without further ado, Yanko's eat. I'm going to yeet at myself, man. Straight up. What happened to Yanko's? Where where have you been? It's been... I. I'm not even going to call it a sabbatical. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to call it a leave. I'm going to call it sheer and utter complacency and laziness. All right. I went out of town. If you haven't, uh, if you have been a listener prior to us going off air for a little bit, I do like to travel. My wife likes to travel. So we were re- recently in New York and then we went to Seattle. We're big travelers. And uh, that doesn't mean that it was for the whole hiatus that the podcast was gone. No. I stand here today to say, unless something that that is bigger than the podcast happens, I will be here on Mondays, recording, even if it is myself. You might not like that, but my yeet is towards my commitment. Football is starting. The NFL is starting. Fantasy is starting. I'm going to talk. I'm going to jabber. I'm going to give my opinions, warranted or not, please listen in. Come back to the podcast. What's up? Yanko's Yeet is over. There's no much more to say other than sheer and the complete autonomy to Yanko's failure.
1: Yanko, I think that has been my favorite Yanko Yeet moment yeet! because, yes, it was, it was very accurate. I had,
0: to, I had to look in the mirror, man. I had to look in the you mirror. You have to look in the
1: mirror and say, when in Rome.
0: When in Rome. And exactly. uh, let me tell you something. Yanko's Yeet might even relate to the other guys on this podcast. But, hey, we are here now. Correct. Let's continue. Correct. Let's talk about Tom. Who was Tom talking about, Josh?
1: Who was At Tom first, talking about? I didn't understand the story. Okay, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I did not understand the story. But then later, I started kind of reading into it. And actually, I don't know if it was today. It, I think it was this morning. Um, I had like an epiphany after I read the story. Um, I think he was talking about the Raiders. He was talking about Derek Carr. You think so? And I think he was. And and it all sh- <laughs> that a week, uh, what was it, week four, week five matchup uh, proves otherwise because Tom was terrific that game, too. And he really stuck it to the Raiders. Um,
0: I, I really think we may never know. 100%. Maybe although, if, he does like a, if he does like a Jordan S documentary later on.
1: Although if if um you know how, uh, I don't know if you remember, it was last year, too. Remember that play against the Bears? That he was pointing four fingers and he was like lost, and he thought it was barely fourth down. When if was fourth down that play that he threw a bogus incomplete pass this year, he clarified it and he said that you know it, it was a fourth down or whatever. So that is the yeah. thought that we thought we never were going to find out, but he did clarify. So I think when it's all over, um, I think Tom is a lot like uh, Michael. Michael Jordan. He is. He creates these stories in his head and that's what kind of gives him his his competitor edge. And he just wants to stick it to you, man. So that's what the great ones do. And I
0: think think sometimes you have to fuel your own fire. Right. Especially with who Tom is, his age, his winning record, his legacy and how he continues to grow that. Right. But I quote, he said, One of those team, one of the teams they weren't interested at the very end, Brady said. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mofo. Now Mm -hmm. let's let's kind of circle back to who might be in that circle of conversation, right? The Chargers, Mm -hmm. the Colts, Titans, the Niners, the Raiders, and the Bears. Mm -hmm. From what I I was able to dig up.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In the beginning, it was easy to think the Bears, right? Wait, you're 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 sticking with him. You're, you're going to go with...
1: Yeah, because a lot of people thought it was Mitch Trubisky.
0: Exactly. A lot of people thought it was Mitch Trubisky. However, that's easily pushed away because you had other teams. And I would think, I would think that he would say that towards a competitive, in, in a competitive spirit, but at the same time, towards a quarterback that the organization is is backing, mm-hmm. right? So that's easy to say that it could have been the Patriots. To say, wait, 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 you're going with Cam Newton? I can. Instead of me? All right, let me go win the Super Bowl. However, later information goes on to show that there's no way he would have played for the team he was talking about. So I think that removes the Patriots. Correct. I think that removes the chargers because I think the chargers, I don't think he would say that about a rookie, right? It's easy to assume that I just, my hunch says a rookie, the Colts had Phillip rivers coming in. So maybe it was, wait, you're going with who the Titans, Ryan Tannehill. You're going with what? And then as you mentioned, uh, I don't think he threw shade towards the Niners. I think he has some, what of a mutual respect for Jimmy.
1: You see, because I would think Niners, too. But then again, Jimmy took the team to the ball. It wasn't just Jimmy, but Jimmy led the Niners to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So th- that wouldn't there's that the, would lose some, some of his luster. Of mutual respect. Maybe to kind of stick it to him, right? Because you know how yeah. he went to go cry to... To uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, when it was when Belichick wanted to trade him and keep Jimmy because Jimmy was going to be the heir apparent, Jimmy Garoppolo. And um, Tom Brady kind of went one up over Belichick, went to Robert Kraft and say, hey, daddy, they're wanting to trade me. Uh, And then uh, he did all the whole kibosh. So then that's when Belichick gave away Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. So I would say yes, but no. So what does that lead you with now, Yinko?
0: It leaves me with the Raiders, man. It leaves me with the Raiders because another clue What has Derek Carr him, won? The only other clue he dropped was that it was a team he would have actually played for.
2: Right.
0: Which, okay, you're gonna say that about a team you wouldn't play for? All right, that's a little tedious, but I think it's the I think it's the Raiders, man.
1: I think so, too, because in my eyes, later. too, and in a good way, um, I think we've illustrated about Derek Carr, but Derek Carr hasn't won anything. So I, I would see why he would say, you're sticking with that guy. He hasn't won anything. He, he hasn't lit. Cool. What? So, yeah. Which? But it is what it is.
0: I Honestly, would I, as a fan, would I have liked Tom in Las Vegas? Oh, most certainly. But that would have been the end of his career, man. He wouldn't have had the success he had in Tampa.
1: Nah, Tampa Tampa was loaded.
0: Exactly. The Raiders aren't stacked like Tampa is. The Raiders aren't near what Tampa is. And to be honest with you, I think there's more competition in the AFC than there is. He would have had to have faced Patrick. He would have had to have faced uh, Josh Allen. He would have had to have faced uh, the Ravens in regards to Lamar. Exactly. There's more competition, I think, at the quarterback level from the AFC in comparison to the NFC, which I think was part of his decision-making too. Yeah. It was part of his...
1: What, He's a very what, smart guy, man. He's very calculated. So I'm sure he had offers galore, but he sat down, he analyzed the team, he analyzed ownership, he analyzed the coach, he analyzed competitors, he analyzed the division. Um, It wasn't an easy path to win a championship, uh, but... It just goes to show you, Tom is Tom. And, and, and Tom just, uh, that team just became instant relevant. Crazy, just what a quarterback does, right? One guy. Because it's the same thing with Jameis Winston. It was the same team, bro. It's the same team. And you just flip the script and you insert Tom and look at just how the temperature of the team changes, even for coaching.
0: And, so, and letting Tom lead to a degree, letting Tom do his thing because it, Admittedly, Bruce Arian said, I want to step back and let this guy let this guy run, let this guy yeah. do what he wants to do. And he did. He led. And the result was, yeah, uh, they won a Super Bowl.
1: And then look at all the all the pending free agents that we thought were going to leave to cash out, you know, with the bigger contracts. And all of them, all of them opted to resign with the team and run this back. How many times does that happen in the NFL?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of uncanny, right?
1: And that's what makes the Buccaneers scary yet again, Bearing an in injury. But
0: do you think they? You think they? Uh, they get close to repeating?
1: I think so, man. Think so? I think so. NFC. Uh, I I really think so. I mean, there's going to be teams that are, are going to threaten. Uh, but, but look at, let's just talk division. Sure. see South. The saints are in a transition year because we don't know what we're going to get out of quarterback play. Everything seems that James Winston is going to be the starter. Uh, Carolina is also in the transition year with Sam Darnold. Uh, Atlanta, there's a lot of unknowns in Atlanta with Arthur Smith being the head coach. And what is he going to do on offense? I think Atlanta's issue has never been, a lack of offense it's been defense yeah so it, it's so it's the division of the bucks
0: we're we're already in the nfc right. we're already in the nfc so let's let's just wing it let's just wing okay. it let's just go on impulse let's see what's up we're already in the nfc let's see what we think about the nfc so when you get a chance pull up the nfc conference in a hole on on your screen there and let's look at, at division right you've already hit on some of the topics about the nfc let's talk nfc the last time we ended a podcast was AFC, right? So let's just, let's just rapid fire NFC. Let's go back and forth and talk NFC. And let's start with, uh, let's start NFC West. We'll go West to East coast, right? Okay. Geographically. Let's start NFC West Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Niners. All right. Rapid fire. Who wins that division?
1: Man. I would just want to say that's probably the best division in football right now. Still. Okay um
0: let's let's just go gut get your gut and ask it hey the nfc west who is it
2: i
1: say rams all right rams win it rams win it and i think the seahawks get two no 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 the niners get two
0: okay
1: um and it's a toss-up between Seattle and Arizona, with Seattle edging Arizona once again. So I say Rams take it, Niners follow at two, three you have the Seahawks, and four you get Cardinals.
0: Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals. Correct. All right. Well, the Rams taking
1: it. For- Rams taking it.
0: Well, I am going to uh, oppose that a little bit. And I'm going to go dark horse because I think the Cardinals are going to go a little bit. However, it's I, I agree with you. It's probably the toughest NFC West division, right? Not as a whole, not necessarily as a Super Bowl. Well, let me let me retract that division, NFC West division. I'm going to go Cards.
2: Cards winning the division.
0: Yeah, man. I want to go cards. I want to go cards, Rams, Seahawks, Niners, and this is rapid fire. This is my gut uh, on how it goes. I have I can definitely debate both pro my thoughts and there's definitely welcome debate for con my thoughts, right? But this is just. <laughs> This is just rapid fire.
1: I think all that traveling has suffocated all the neurons left in your brain.
0: But imagine this, dude. It's a bigger fall for being wrong, but it's a higher high for being right. Just remember that.
2: <laughs> okay. Is that what you're aiming for?
1: I'm going for the highest of high. Okay. okay. So once again, to repeat it, cards. Cards, wraps, one.
0: Seahawks, Niners.
1: Wow. So you have the Niners at four. I think there's I
0: think there's just too much turmoil with the whole quarterback situation. Like, is it Jimmy? Is it his his awesome jawline? Is it the My guy job. they just picked up? Is it what is it? How can we can we? Can you not? Okay. I never discount the Seahawks. I respect let's, let's that. Just, let's just let's For just sake keep of argument. Keep yeah. going. Let's, let's go. go. Let's do East. All right. NFC East. You go first. All right. I'm gonna go Washington. Okay i'm gonna go I firmly believe in the washington football teams i'm gonna go Washington i'm gonna go Eagles
2: cowboys giants okay
0: and i'm i am uh notating this because i I feel like I'm gonna to have to defend myself avidly. Oh.
1: Oh, you, you are. Uh, okay. East, I got the boys, Cowboys, uh, two Washington, uh, three Giants, and four Eagles.
0: Okay. I think there we, we don't agree at any, on anything, really. Yeah. But, all right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. North. You go first.
1: Okay. Man, so the North is hard because it depends what's going to happen.
0: Right. It, let's 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 assume Aaron's back. I think that's. So I got Packers, okay.
2: Packers, and then two, I got Vikings. Mm-hmm. Three, I got Bears. And then four, I have Lions. What do you got?
0: This might be the only. Uh division in the NFC we agree with we agree I, on. I think the Lions should be in their own sucky division but like the Texans me. yeah Lions and Texans should form their own
1: <laughs> just play each other for 17 weeks <laughs> yeah I agree yeah they're gonna go
0: like eight eight and one gonna be a
1: dumpster fire, man.
0: oh my gosh all right so last one which is south. the NFC south I'm gonna Shoot go away Inko I'm gonna go bucks.
2: Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Okay. I got Bucks, Saints, Falcons, and Panthers.
0: Saints, Falcons
1: Panthers. Now here comes the interesting part. Seven positions, Yenko, the playoffs.
0: Okay, so I'll i I'll, I'll go first in regards to my top four. And then you you'll go top four and then we'll do wild cards. Okay. All right. In in respective order. All right. I'm gonna go Bucks, Packers, Cards, Washington.
1: So you have Bucks getting the, the one seed?
0: One seed, two seed Packers, three seed Cards, four seed Washington. And I, so, I know it sounds ludicrous, but the NFC sucks so much, I think, even though they don't have the Lions in their division. One of those teams oh, has to
1: make the playoffs. Here's for context. We always forget that there's a huge turnover in playoff teams every single year Facts. which means that you get your consistent you know division winners and then there's a there's a turnover now in the five six and the seven a lot of times in division winners too so i have bucks number one mm-hmm. packers at two rams at three and cowboys at four and i put the rams at three because i think that division again is so stacked man that they're going to beat each other off and and it's really going to come down to a week 18 yes
0: Yes. All right. All right. So let's see.
1: So now you have three. We
0: have the three. three we have slots, the Three Yanko. wild cards, right? So with that being said, I think the NFC West will be heavily, hev- heavily represented. Yeah. So I'm going to put Rams at five. All right. I'm going to put at six. Man, that's
2: ish. All right. That's ish. Yeah. At six, I'm going to go Vikings. And at seven, at seven, I'll put Hawks. And that's just because Russell's amazing. That's right. I do not have the boys making the playoffs. Okay.
1: So I got uh, Bucks one, Packers two, Rams three, boys four, Cowboys. Number five, the Niners. Number six, the Hawks. And number seven, the Vikings. Early edging out the Washington football team and very possibly the Bears.
0: So the differences between you and I, not in any particular order, just differences is Cowboys and Niners. You have them making it. I don't. I have in their place. No, you said Vikings. I have Hawks and Cards. You don't have the Cards hawks. in there. I don't. Yeah. So I, I think the Cards
1: hawks. are stacked, but I think we already discussed it. Coaching. Yeah. coaching
0: no i i have to admit coaching that matters that's a that's a big that's a big deal there in and you see to-
1: i would envision that the hawks would be very close to missing playoffs uh because of the turmoil this season playoffs. but they have russell wilson
0: they do i think and that's, wilson, that's the only reason that russell and
1: uh he's TK. the ultimate uh band-aid
0: no, yeah he's the ultimate band-aid and the ultimate undoer of ugly doings.
1: So without anything crazy here, um just give me your NFC NFC Championship.
0: NFC Championship, I think it's a repeat, regardless of what's going on. Packers if Bears. Aaron is there. Packers,
1: Packers, Bears. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Packers Bucks.
0: I think it's Packers Bucks. And uh I think Aaron has something to prove man. But let's let's leave that for next week. I'm just gonna go Packers, Bucks, NFC Championship.
2: I am going to say.
1: Hold on, before s- you before you uh, go, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go out of impulse, okay? All right, impulse. impulse here, impulse. impulse. Bucks fire, Niners. Bucks Niners.
0: Bucks Niners. Wow. Did, did Charlie just call you and say like? Can you please put my <laughs> Niners in
1: there? The Janko doesn't know what he's talking about. Nah, man. The Niners are stacked, bro.
0: They are. Yeah, they they, they've got Bosa coming back. They've They're got stacked. Jimmy who could or could not start or whatever. I think that,
1: that's going to be their ultimate Achilles heel. It all depends how they play the quarterback room or the quarterback position. But, um,
0: yeah. I I went so fast with rapid fire, I didn't listen to my gut. So, I'm going to go... Bucks, Rams, NFC Championship. I could see that too. Bucks, Rams. So shout out to Steve and Freddie. Yes, sir. I hope the Rams fans. uh, The Rams fans. I hope that happens for you. Bucks and Rams. So that was pretty interesting. Rapid fire. Listen to your gut. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I like it. Although
1: you said you didn't listen to your gut.
0: I know. That's why I went. The only time I did was. Bucks Packers, but I rebuttal. I'm gonna go Bucks Rams. Remember, I'd rather be the highest of highs, than taking the risk to go lowest of lows. I like that way of thinking, Yanko cards. You know, it's just it's just the way I roll, man. It's just the way I roll. We've definitely talked about a ton today. We've talked about happening in the hell, fantasy. What was Tom talking about? Yenko's Z. Will Rogers uh be there or not? To a to a degree, right? A couple of off subject things, like well, not off subject, but NFL related. What to kind of just start winding down. This is, and I want to start talking about not only fantasy football or real professional football, but football as a whole. And if you, if we have some listeners back, I appreciate we appreciate you listening. Let us know. Shoot us a text. Shoot us an email shoot us an ig message what is the go to food for fantasy football drafting what is your go to what 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 do you want what when you're sitting there you're obviously going to sit there for at least what would you say a solid 2 hours easy 2 3 hours as you start to pick and wait for either the next 15 cuz that's what's going to suck man if for the fff If you're first, you're waiting for like, what is it? 31 picks until you pick 31
1: picks, bro. So So you, you better hope that that pick is your best solid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So would I, I would want to be number eight. At least I'm always kind of in the middle ish, somewhere closer to, to eight because I'm going and then I'm coming back and then I'm going and I'm coming back. But as you sit with whatever pick you've got in, in sheer fear of one of the Aldaz boys repeating, which with all due respect, you should fear it, at least for my yes. part. Yanko is definitely back. What are you chomping on? What are you eating on? What are you having? For me, classic. No, no one contends with this. I'm going to go wings, a favorite cerveza, and thin crust pizza. And there's, there's mm-hmm. some science to that. Thin crust pizza from Pizza Hut. Okay. Maybe the edge, the one they've been promoting lately. But a thin and crispy, just pepperoni, jalapeno, maybe if I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little vegetarian, mushroom, <laughs> and kind of crisping it to the end. My mouth is watering as I speak.
1: Is that what gets the fantasy food. football juices, Yinko?
0: At least for my gut, yes, both thinking wise, choice wise, and satisfactory for hunger-wise. Very now, nice. Key is is not to stuff your face, but to pace yeah. yourself. Right. Pacing yourself because you don't want to get to round 16, which you have to do to fill it and pick picking someone who doesn't exist anymore or Brandon Jacobs for that matter. And
1: and this is this is gonna be longer. This is gonna, gonna be, be a longer, longer. drive with 16 teams because you're adding four more teams.
0: Exactly. Oh. This this will definitely be longer. Wings, pizza, beer. Straight up. What
1: about you, Josh? Nice. Um, obviously some brewski's. Um, there's something, and and for those of you that know me, I love, love
2: corn tortillas. So
0: these are facts. These are facts. Can I tell a little story about that?
1: Yes, go right ahead.
0: These are facts. So when Yenko was just a pup and he just got married, he was living in El Paso at the ever so known back then uh, Castilleja Apartments off of uh, George Cedar and Vista del Sol. Josh was a frequent visitor, you know, off and on. At this time, he was dating Mrs. Josh. And we would just kick it, you know, watch sports you know play some xbox have some fun play monopoly for hours yeah and one time this guy goes dude do you have do you have a comal so i can have some tortillas some corn tortillas just to, just the on. i don't dude I I, I I honestly don't we I was, I was very newly,
1: offended with that yinko
0: i was newly wed i really didn't know what was left from right i was hormonal pubescent all at the same time trying to become <laughs> Ahead of household and keep everything afloat. The honeymoon phase was starting to end and reality was starting to set in. And to be completely frank, honest, transparent, I the last thing on my mind was a comal for
1: tortillas. But That's what you knew me better, Yenko.
0: The real MVP Josh showed up. And what did he do? He ran out to the big eight across the street. It used to be a big eight. Para right. comal brought it back, and to this day. I still use the same
2: one. Nice. We still, have
0: it. we still have it. This guy's obsession with tortillas is very, very.
1: I love corn tortillas. So to answer your question, some tortillas with some carne asada, preferably arrachera, some so cheese. Why would you
0: just say tacos?
1: Some salsa? No, because I don't consider that tacos.
0: You don't put it in?
1: No, I just, I mean, it's just something about tortillas and carne that it just goes hand in hand, bro. That would be my deal and some cebollitas.
0: I do want to. I do want to shout out to uh, OK Corral, uh, smoke out meats. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, uh, find them on IG. That dude, is some good cooking, stuff. that dude is cooking up some great meats, and that's something I would also have probably on my fantasy football draft or even game day. Smoked meats is the way to go. And don't yeah. what you find in El Paso. I haven't been in a while in regards in search of. But famous days doesn't count, guys. It, no. it doesn't. You need to have some East Texas, or Chicago, for that matter. St. Louis dry rub. Go find it's crazy. New he
1: he. Um. He got me into smoking. That's another subject. But yeah, just some good stuff. Once you have smoked ribs or smoked brisket,
0: Ooh. fall off it. the bone goodness. Yeah, Josh, it's been great. We have been off and on with subjects that we needed to talk about with subjects that we wanted to talk about and subjects that I think were were dear to what our listeners had been waiting for or uh, probably forgot about. And I, I want to say thank you to all the listeners that have stuck around, will stick around, and any new listeners, bring them on. We're going to be back better than ever. Later, guys. Follow us on IG. Welcome back, we're, we're back. Later.